0: you are listening to the manufacturing ignition podcast your weekly insight into the uk manufacturing sector sponsored by bonfire recruitment helping manufacturing leaders across the uk to attract the best talent for their manufacturing company ignite your business or career today by visiting www.bonfiremanufacturing.com here's your host terry mallin
1: This week, I'd like to introduce Graham Townsend. Graham, how are you today?
0: I'm doing good. Um, since we're recording this in the middle of COVID 19, the whole with, uh, dealing with a little one and uh, a wife working from home and balancing it out,
1: but uh,
0: otherwise, good. How about yourself, Terry?
1: I can tell, and, and exactly that. That's why um, I I think we're both needing a, a, a good haircut at some point soon. <laughs> Uh,
0: yeah, that's probably the hardest thing. My my wife has had a go, but um, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll leave it
1: there. I've been threatened with uh, clippers, but I, I don't think I'm at that stage yet. But you never know. Maybe a couple of weeks and then we're there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Graham, could you give our listeners an insight into into your background experience? Just a brief insight.
0: Yes, sure. So I've been working within manufacturing now for over 14 years mostly in, some, in technical roles around IT and so on. So my past three years have been specifically around manufacturing analytics. And before that, it was in the other technical action execution, standardization, RP system, standardization, and before that, technical architecture, and even even earlier than that, from software development. So not really manufacturing background, but I've been within manufacturing for a long time, so hopefully I'm not... Stand around asking engineers stupid questions now.
1: Uh, good, good, and, and obviously the topic that we're going to discuss today is bottom-up approach to applying analytics within manufacturing, and, and you know that could be you know large manufacturing organisations all the way down to small, you know, and and you know, what you know, one one thing that pops into my head, you know, so so we're starting off bottom-up approach, but why start from the bottom up? Mm-hmm.
0: But it's such a huge area and to be fair we're even though we're a two billion dollar company we're still everything has to be kind of cost driven and focused and we it's uh, there's all kinds of things you need around specialist or on the surface you need specialist hardware big project every person we come see from external companies has talked about very expensive software packages and and so on. And for for us, that just is a is a is a no deal. We need to. Um, we want to start somewhere small, somewhere targeted. Um, so we've we've got lots of stuff sitting around. We have very clever engineers and people with statistical backgrounds, various other backgrounds. For for us, we thought we should be looking at what we can do to get started with what we have. Um, yeah. They say data is the new oil. I don't want to just give all of that out to some third party to do what they have. That's potentially our IP. So we want to kind of iron for ourselves. There are obviously skills gaps and some we have to address, but, and it's a huge subject. But we need we want to start some, with something small and tangible, so we could then to to uh, we could show that we have real benefits before we could actually kind of scale that up and give give it on there. Because there's no way we get funding. Seemingly would go nowhere.
1: Yeah. Okay. And and and, and you know I know we've kind of just jumped straight in there, and that was my fault. But you know, give us an an overview of of the business you work for. You know, you know, and 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 what they do.
0: Oh, of course. Yes. So um, we're a, a, a American based composite material manufacturer. So we mainly focus on aerospace. Okay. And we have got a wide range of. Um, manufacturing processes so on one end we make actual parts for aircraft and on the on the very far end we make uh, we have chemical processes to kind of build some of those base materials so we go from raw chemicals to process materials such as carbon fiber and resin systems through to composite materials where we combine those resin systems and fibers together to make a composite with different strengths yeah. and then that can go into different parts the different stages we are buying materials in and out, and huge range of different materials for our business. So, we're very focused on the materials we have and the different properties they can have, and we're quite vertically integrated. So, there's lots of different points we have and different levels of maturity in terms of what we can capture and what we can do with what we have.
1: Interesting, no, interesting. I used to work with a business actually in Scotland that does. Uh similar to a certain extent, one does a uh, chemical process where they use a re- resin to glue you know the, the product that they'll supplies a resin then another one did um uh a, a cough which was like bomb proof. You know, it's like a you know, fibers integrating anyway. Anyway, hmm. I'm, I'm digressing and rambling. Um but you know, coming back to the to, to, to the topic, cause that'll you know that 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 brings in your relevance because you're actually breathing manufacturing. You're in manufacturing, you know. So, um, you know, if I'm a business leader within a manufacturing uh, facility and I'm really interested in how analytics work and how I can use that to better the business, where where would you start? Where would you begin?
0: So, I, I would start this. With some kind of tangible pain point we currently have, so some, usually for, for us we would look at something in terms of where can we take cost out. That's normally the easiest place to look. So um, we'd look at how could we improve yield? How could or or where would we like to improve yield? Yeah, you know, more accurately, where where could we reduce the cost of a process? Where could we make it more stable? Where could we so? We have all kinds of different quality parameters around our material. So, where can we make them more stable, or bump them up, or put them down, depending on as they would be. So, we'd find there, and usually, usually it's where we would go. Whoever's wherever is our biggest problem right now. That's normally where people are going to be engaged and focused. So, let's go pick one of those up. So, that's normally where we're the key business uh, problem to go after. In terms of actually taking that forward to something which uh, uh, into the realm of data collection we would then around that problem we get some, get a group of together some people who know uh, about the data that's there so what data we have right now and some people who know have ideas on ignoring what we have what we know about the information what might actually push that forward so if you get a bunch of engineers together and Researchers, depending on what you have in your business, they'll have ideas on how you could get yield up, um, how you could drive that, move that needle for that quality parameter. And if you get those down, what we've what we found really useful is to have that small group of people in the room for an hour or two, maybe just go through and come up with different sort of hypotheses, and then we rate them for along the lines of how likely they are to be true. You know, is this some wild idea which has a small. you know, based on our scientific or gut feeling, is that quite likely to be the case? And how easy, how accessible is it to get that data? Is that something that's readily available? Is that hard? And ideally, we'd have a few hypotheses which are easy to get the data hold of and uh, likely to be true, and they're normally where we go, go stuck. Do
1: you, do you feel as if it's, it's, it's very, as important or or the most important that, collaboration in terms of integrating analytics within your manufacturing business the collaboration of um of the people within the business is the most important part to 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 start doing it
0: yeah absolutely um if if we if we without that collaboration we would be nowhere because there's well well data science is a and analytics is a wonderful thing but uh if you don't have that kind of initial bit technical understanding about your product, that's really where all the knowledge lies in the company today. And without that, you kind of shoot in the dark. We've uh, we've worked with third-party third companies outside, and the amount of time it takes to get just, I like, say, one, one contractor up to speed on ha- how our business works and different stages, it's... It's a long, long time. Really, we're, we're much better on just keeping someone engaged who already knows that stuff, and we can kind of augment that with skills to kind of better analyze it and bring it in. So without, without that collaboration, you'd be trying to have one person or a separate team learn everything, and that just it just doesn't work.
1: And and have you had much experience? I'm just thinking outside the box now. Um, totally. Um, you know, because typically what you've got, so say for example, it's a it's a very good profitable business. Um, don't know, family owned, been going for fifty years, whatever. And 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 what they've got is, uh, you know, the second generation or third generations taking over the business, and they've came. You know, well, these you know, great drive, determination. Wants to embrace technology. Wants to embrace data and do all this good stuff to then take the business to the next level. Um, you know, have you had much much interaction with that type of business, or is that something you see any? You know, you know, is it or is it less less prominent? What's the
0: so we? I've not worked with small business is directly of that kind of size i would say because we have lots of plants in the virginia they'll make different products and yeah, lots of them have been acquired there's kind of a family culture in a lot of those come I in kind of established engineers who we've been doing this for years and some, some cases two generations we know what we're doing there's nothing technology can teach us um there's kind of a, there's a kind of cultural thing to slowly work on there and certainly in, in that It's got to be, coming back to what I said before, it's got to be around some important business issue. If the business is running well and there's nothing that seems to be need to be uh, moved, it's it's very hard to get kind of something in there because what's it going to do? If no one's really focused or passionate about moving it, um, then uh, it it needs a a leader or a driver in that space. So if there's like some serious cost constraint, as in, um, you've got competitors nearby, and they're trying to push your costs down. You need to find a, a new way to cut, take some money out, to keep yourself profitable. Then you've got a pretty good driver there to focus on and 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 uh, and work towards. So if if that if that's there in a family business, I can see that working. But without that, it's yeah. what? Why change for the sake of change?
1: Yeah, yeah. And and and. and, and... You know it's a bad example, it's in the family business, given that you know it's more the smaller business and how that mm. how they adapt to that change and, and how they would embrace it. Um, you know, and 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 you know, with regards to the benefits of using analytics, you know, what's the sort of overall benefits that a, that a business leader could gain from? bringing all the pieces together so they've got a f- view of how their business is performing or spot the gaps of, you know, what is not performing?
0: Mm-hmm. It's usually the speed of uh, getting that information. So if you don't have a proper collection strategy in place, then getting an answer to a business question can take days, weeks. Exactly. And o- often, even if you get an answer in weeks, if you're a larger company, you'll have multiple people involved in collecting that information and they will kind of put their own spin on it. Yeah. So you'll have one team will kind of spin it that one way to make it look better. Others will spin it another way to make it look a bit better. And a really good good uh, case around that is uh, OEE, so overall equipment effectiveness, at least for yeah. us. It's uh, meant to be a standard metric, but, you know, depending on how you uh, tweak the numbers, you can, make yourself look fantastic with a few little adjustments. And unless unless you've got a consistent way of collecting that data that's uh, been thought about, then you, you're not really comparing apples with apples.
1: No, I mean, it makes sense. And, 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 and obviously we're touching on, you know, right at the start you mentioned, you know, where you would begin would be looking at one specific area. You know, if you've got various areas that you've looked at, you know, how do you go from... You know a couple of different trails to something that's more robust and scalable such as the business that you work with because you've obviously been on that journey so how would somebody go from that
0: uh, so so for us we've gone through when we go through several of these iterations we start to see patterns emerging so and uh, so we like to keep doing the experiments because it keeps us learning kind of new information on there but uh there's a, f- a five different areas that we tend to, to see. So, um, the da- data collection strategy is a key one. Which I touched on. So, we start need to think about what we need to be collecting more systematically. And for us, because we're we have so many different stages to our manufacturing process, really key thing for us is genealogy. What material went into what? If we don't have a good collection strategy around that at every stage, we can't link them up and we lose our visibility of what's going on so pretty pretty early on that's a pretty clear thing we need to have a good strategy in place for that and you know maybe we have systems being pulled in to collect that systematically everywhere so we can do that kind of that joining uh, other areas are uh, data processing so how do we turn that into use models so we need this is where a more technical area where we actually need to bring in skills and maybe not consistently, but it's something that, you know, all the stuff around, do we need cloud technology or can we do it on premise and various other different technical aspects we need to do. We need to pull that resource in and we like to kind of work with a consultancy for a while and then learn internally, then we can kind of go on from ourselves from there. Um, In between that is data integration, which again is how you've got all this data collected, how do you integrate it and store it somewhere so it can be easily accessed. Um, tooling? Um, are you just going to have dashboards for people to see and high high up, or are you going to build this for engineers who like to tinker and look at different experiment, do different experiments? You know, do we want to have them um, be able to do this themselves? Is that the kind of thing we want to train yeah. up? And um, so the large large thing is the general internal knowledge and skills. So, um, do do we want to have a dedicated team? We generally steer away from having a dedicated team we prefer to upskill people much better for an engineer and in the process to know how to analyze something rather than to go to some centralized resource who doesn't know the process but we we found this kind of distribution those skills across is much better than trying to centralize it because it just speeds the process up and keeps us going on going there Nice
1: and 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 we've went to the, the the robust and scalability of that there. But let's bring it, you know, just to close off. Let's bring it back to in hindsight, Graham. You know, you've got a vast experience doing what you're doing within this business, and you've you've seen the pros and cons with that as well. Um, looking back, what would you say was your biggest challenge and obstacle that you that you faced, so that someone listening to this podcast can sort of, you know, already. Think about it ahead of
0: actually implementing or doing it. Uh, so it kind of links back to what you said at the start. To be fair, it's managing expectations. So on one side, you m- might have someone who thinks that data analytics can solve everything magically, um, really easily. Just uh, go go do, and we'll get answers. That will magically transform my business. And on the other end, there's engineering teams who pretty pretty focused said we know everything there's nothing new that can be taught us they're kind of two different things and they have to manage that separately we've been burnt a couple of times in the early days from external companies will come in and they'll say you know just let us in for paying we'll take 15 of your cost out just, this just run it for our tour it will tell you everything no and that that banned a few people um yeah I, i've never let someone like that in again um, needs to be like pretty t- clear focus stuff because those kind of promises never for me they never seem to hold up um flip side engineering teams uh, the biggest challenge and problem mm-hmm. is a lot of this stuff turns out to be experimental so you don't get it on the first yeah. go you might you tend to learn something new and the engineers mm-hmm. stuff- there's an expectation to say once I've got some information, I can immediately go on to the solution. So engineers are there to solve problems. That it, it's just yeah. okay, I've got my data go. And managing that and kind of saying, well, this kind of says here there's a 40% possibility here we should explore this, but the data isn't quite good enough. It's like well, that's no good to me. It's like setting that expectation earlier up would have been better, I think. Um, for, certainly from there and especially where some of these um, when you start getting into the analytics thing, something a bit black boxy and you can't quite tell what's in there again, set an expectation about what can be on there. What can be learn? Um, again, people would feel much more comfortable for us to see a nice equation, which says exactly what's going on. Yeah. And setting up the expectation of what comes out of that. Uh, yeah. Um, so being burned by, uh, over promises or external as we're learning. And, uh, I guess, damaging the trust by not setting expectations quite then that it's not going to have an explicit answer necessarily straight away, not without a few iterations. So, yeah, they're probably the biggest uh, regrets, I would yeah, say.
1: Interesting. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, you know, I, f- I think just kind of summarising everything up, you know, analytics can be used very effectively within any size of manufacturing, any sector, doesn't matter what sector size, as I says, it's irrelevant. It's, really it's about actually what your business does, um, and and looking at the data that's within that, whether it be people, systems, processes, you know, raw material output, and that all, and actually looking at it all, and having the black and white numbers to be be able to make business decisions quick, quicker and faster, and having that, the the data on hand or at your fingertips. But coming out the back of that, what can't be forget for, for what can't be missed is as as the people the the um, collaboration within the business in terms of making sure that people are aware of why this is getting done, what value it has to the business, what how it benefits that individual person as well in terms of their jobs and people. Will be people there'll be different mm-hmm. different personalities, different. Items. It's about actually the leaders within that business communicating effectively enough where people understand, which is going to benefit the business going forward because what that leader has is the data at his fingertips, her her fingertips to make the right business decisions, to grow the business and, and uh which is going to benefit everybody internally as well. Is that would it be right in saying that,
0: Graham? Yeah. yeah, I think you'd be right in saying that. I mean it's a bit of a it's a bit of a cliche, but everything comes down to people and communication, people talking the same language and being clear about what they're seeing at the end of the day. Um uh, so, yeah, if people aren't collaborating, if people aren't talking, if people aren't sharing the information, that knowledge, uh, when does anything in business work if yeah. you can't do that?
1: Yeah, no, and it's spot on. And I really appreciate that input. Really good. Um, I enjoyed that. Um, Graham, if, if anyone wants to reach out to yourself, you know, what, what, what would be, you know, to, for anything at all? I don't know what it would be, but, you know, it'd be a matter of getting a bit more <laughs> insight, you know, and um, you know what, what would be the best way to reach out to yourself?
0: Sure, well, I'm always happy to chat and learn from other people as well. So, uh, best way is, uh, I've I hopefully can be easily found on LinkedIn, but if not, uh, via email. So it's literally graham.townsend at hexel.com or gmail.com if uh, personal is preferred. Okay. Either way, yeah, that's normally the easiest way. For
1: me. Well, thank you very much, them Really good insight. Um,